Hello, and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name is Daniel Johansson. And I'm Maureen Smith. And it's Sounding Board. Sounding Board. It's just a sounding board. Banana. And Oscar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we had to close the piano. Usually, Oscar tries really hard to get up on the piano, to play the keys on the piano, to make noise. We've probably mentioned this on the show before. But we just shut it. I think he was really expecting to, it to make a really loud noise when he jumped he's up. Like, he's oh like, God. "Why isn't it?" Oh, oh God! God. <laughs> the lid of our piano is a little askew. Oh, oh God! God. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, he's what is he? All right. Oh, we just got a second litter. No, come on! All right. Okay. Where is he? What is he? What do you think he wants today? We're back from cat shenanigans and from the holidays. We did it. <laughs> we did it. And did. honestly, our holidays were also cat shenanigans. They were. Yeah. So for those that might not know, uh, Maureen and I took a week and a half off from everything pretty much to go i mean we had christmas obviously we did christmas in milwaukee no we did not do christmas in milwaukee no we in fact we did not go to milwaukee at all in the christmas season yeah um we did do christmas in western illinois uh yeah in malta Mm -hmm. and then um we drove to new york we brought oscar and moody with us they're already back into their regular habits of being insufferable. Mm-hmm. That, that's not true. I love these cats more than most things. Anyway, um, so that's not true. <laughs> that's like so ridiculously not true. Um, it was great though. We were there for in New York for nine days, and then we came back and we got in at like one a.m. after like the most harrowing snowstorm. That was the worst. That Indiana's ever seen? No, it was not the worst. We got caught in lake effect snow. Yeah. And we we were at, like, the front of the storm the entire time we were Mm -hmm. driving. And so... Which means if we slowed down, it would hit us. Well, and actually... um, So, we actually drove through snow. (coughs) There were, like, two stressful bouts of snow. Yeah. um, With a... 10 minute break at a rest stop in between yeah. them um and when we pulled into that rest stop stop i mainly had to pull in so that i could cry yeah. <laughs> which i did and then but the snow was falling so heavily at that rest stop and i knew that um because it had just started snowing but it was accumulating very quickly that it was unlikely that any stretch of road that we would be that we would be driving on was going to be plowed. Mm-hmm. Now, and did you learn this from extensive cloud analysis? No, it was just falling really quickly. Oh, I really was hoping for that bit. I thought that was going to be a really cool. Oh bit. no, no, no. I could. I know. I'm sorry. You're fair. Yeah, you're bad at this. No, you're not. You're very good at this. But um, I, um, I was like, we got to get back on the road because if we sit here any longer, the it's it's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. 
And you wanted to you wanted to stop for like a half hour and like let the cats walk around the car and like kind of regain our footing. And I was like, no, we just gotta get through. Well, I just felt so bad. Well, because I'm not the snowed. When you're doing a road trip, you like have to be very honest with your skills, you know. And like, I am not the snow driver. Maureen is definitely the snow driver. And so I just felt like take as much time as you need to take like we'll figure it out like this storm isn't hitting where we are now for another 30 minutes so like we have 30 minutes um yeah so anyway so that's that's that whole story we got in super late it was freezing cold in our apartment because uh chicago landlords are like that's not true our our landlord's not terrible uh it was mostly our our window was open (laughs) i'm over here trying to make some grand political statement and in reality we we just left our window window open open. (laughs) yeah i was was about to be like excuse me yeah i know so many people have it so much worse it's just that the fucking window was open And we're idiots. Yeah. It's our own damn fault. That would have been, I will say, that would have been the most embarrassing shit ever. If we, like, just, like, put up, like, a total stink about, yeah. like, our apartment being freezing oh, cold. Yeah. And then the maintenance person coming in. And first of all, seeing our disgusting apartment. Our apartment and, is not that. I mean, right now, when we got back, it was. It was really bad when we got back. But so, coming in, seeing our apartment, and then just being, like... You fucking idiots this window's open like, yeah close it right there you go Problem give solved. a shit at all yeah hey buddy oscar is back on the piano he just it's just he just does not realize how big he is he's a big cat you know yeah so uh people that own cats maybe you'll be interested in this we have we had a litter box for them one and they always fought about it. And we're like, oh, well, this is the reason why is because we're bad cat parents and, and uh, have not given them individual litter boxes. But so uh, over the tr- course of the trip, we picked up another litter box. So now there's two litter boxes in the equation. And they both use both of them. And so now they're fighting again. Yeah. And it's like there are two. This is such a this is there's such an easy solution to this, cats. Just. Communicate. Anyway. Anyway. So that's all of our stories. Personal life. That's pretty, pretty, uh, like, random bullshit buffer time. Um, one of the exciting things, namesake of the show, the Sounding Board Facebook group is my favorite place on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is absolutely my favorite place on the internet. It's so fun. It's so interesting. It's cool that everyone is just being honest and open and like there are like conversations being had about folks that we think are toxic in the industry and it's but it's like everyone kind of there's like an agreed like this is a safe space and like there's also a lot of diversity like it's not just opera singers it's also like a lot of artists that we've met and talked with and there's something like 96 people in the group so um, if you're listening to the show and you're not part of the Facebook group I highly recommend it. I mean, we if you're if you're kind of anti Facebook, which I totally get, um, uh, we'll, we'll at some point want to set up more forums like this. I'm really interested in checking out Mastodon, which is a uh, open source social media uh, uh, thing that uh, I think is pretty cool. Um, where it's you know there the feed is not like the dreaded algorithm it's just chronological order stuff and 
Um, anyway, so that's interesting. Uh, and sounding board's cool. Um, yeah, we just talk a lot about, you know, issues. art and issues and scopy, and it's fun. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so besides that, I know there's a couple things that we could talk about potentially, but is there any other housekeeping stuff? Um, I know I asked for this in sounding board already, but I'm just gonna like reiterate that um, for whatever reason, after the holiday, everything we've been posting is just getting really downplayed. Uh, and I mean, we're looking into other ways of kind of sharing all the stuff we do, but some of the stuff on the site right now is just so exciting. I mean, we have such a strong writing team now compared to like two or three months ago. We have something like three consistent writers and so many folks that. Um, Actually, way more than three consistent writers. I'm mostly thinking of the objective, like, podcast reviews. If you've been, like, following along, listening to all of our podcast episodes, and you kind of want to relive some of those moments, we're just kind of making these articles that are summaries and, and uh, quotes gatherings of, um, of some of the folks we've had on over the course of almost a year now. So it's really cool. Um, and what's really helpful for us majorly helpful so ridiculously helpful if you're like listening to the show and be and like how can i help scoppy because like they're a shit show <laughs> sharing stuff telling your friends what we're up to i mean at this point we have so much stuff that we've done that there are things that you are you're gonna find that interest you i mean there and you're there are things that are gonna remind you of other people and and um that's you know that's w- what we're working towards and the way that we can keep expanding and keep finding more of the things that we and you are interested in i mean like tag people in the comments of oh posts. yeah the, the stuff we have now like is is i think that there's like a lot of really great discussion topics that you know we we offer up and i think it's you know it's cool you know a year ago there wasn't this much breath like the, the breadth of what we were doing was not so expansive and detailed and detailedly expansive i have a housekeeping thing yeah what's up we have a Cantara podcast feed. Yeah, we do. So what you can do is you can go to iTunes right now. Right fucking now. Please do this. Please, please, please go to iTunes right now um, and write a review and and like it. Yeah. Rate it and write a review. Yeah, because it's the first two weeks. Please, please, so please. if we can get Cantara onto that hot and new whatever the fuck... That would be sick, and please, it's possible please, to do please, that. Yeah. So check that out. That's actually a really good thought. I hadn't thought of that yet. Uh, we should actually really actively ask for reviews, like on on a post somewhere or something. Like we should, and like give some kind of reward. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm actually gonna see if there's any yet. While I do that, is there any other? Um... No, I don't have anything. Okay. Okay, uh, cool. Well, let's start talking about... I know what I wanted to do is... There's been some really interesting kind of local Chicago news developments that I would love to talk about. The first, the first, I want to kind of do a refresher... Another refresher, but kind of revisit our gubernatorial campaign. Uh, gubernatorial race coverage. Um, you know, I know we've talked about this in the show, but um, the Democratic primary gubernatorial stuff has been uh developing interestingly um we've talked about how uh daniel biss 
had brought on Carlos Ramirez Rosa to be his running mate. We talked we talked a ton about Pawar and then Pawar dropping out. Um, but we haven't talked as much about uh, Chris Kennedy, right? Chris is his first name. Yes, Chris Kennedy. Um, who seems pretty progressive. He was uh, endorsed by Chewy, who uh, is a big Chicago progressive favorite. He was um, he was running for mayor in <coughs> was that twenty fifteen against yeah. um, against uh, Rahm Emanuel uh, for the Democratic candidacy. Um, but Chris Kennedy. Uh, on Wednesday, so that was this Wednesday, yeah, this this past Wednesday, accused Mayor Rahm Emanuel of leading a strategic gentrification plan aimed at forcing African Americans and other minorities out of Chicago to make the city whiter and wealthier. So this is the Chicago Trib article about it. Um, I believe this is the quote uh, that he gave, Kennedy gave. I believe that black people are being pushed out of Chicago intentionally by a strategy that involves this investment in communities being implemented by the city administration. And I believe Rahm Emanuel is the head of the city administration and therefore needs to be held responsible for those outcomes, Kennedy said. Um, yeah, and I, I think that is um, very, very interesting so i i think it's interesting um rahm emanuel's people's response you're reading that yeah that, jesus christ oscar come on managed man. to find a way to make it make noise you know uh it's hard it's sad to see chris kennedy joining president trump and governor ronner and using cynical politically motivated attacks about chicago's communities for his own personal gain. His divisive comments today are a direct result on one of the city's greatest strengths or diversity. Well, yeah, so that's actually a really interesting thing because I feel like I feel like this is something that I'm finding and getting frustrated by in local politics, which is like I if we're talking about local politics, the reason why I, I, I like and think it's important to focus on local politics is because um, it's not Trump. You know, and so if you're bringing up Trump in Illinois, like, why are you doing that? I mean, like, I hope, like, it's, it is not a thing that I am looking, like, that you, what am I trying to say? It's, it's not, there, like, disliking Trump is not a litmus test. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a, like, a prerequisite. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like, uh, oh, well, uh, Ke uh, Pritzker doesn't like Trump. And, like, like that's why we gotta support him. It's like, pretty much everybody doesn't support Trump. Like, most Republicans don't, except for fucking Ronner, because, like, of course Ronner does. But, anyway. Like, it's, uh, it's not, like, a, a grand accomplishment when I someone mean, I think is it's bashing I think Trump. I think it's safe to say that Republicans who run the party line are supporting trump yeah um but you know there are republicans out there who you know are republicans but do not support trump right but i think that everybody left of the aisle yeah like if you're left of the aisle it's a given that you right. do not support trump and I, I guess my point is if your only piece of policy that i've seen is that you dislike trump and, and to that, as an extension of that, if your only uh, response to um, 
critique of your of your uh, administration's actions is to be like, well, you're acting a lot like Trump. Like, that's not really sustainable critique when you're actually talking about local issues that affect Chicago, like the way that Chicago pushes out marginalized and mostly black communities. Mm-hmm. It's just fact at this point. It's it's you know there's been so many studies about gentrification and how it affects and the way that it's happening in Chicago. And uh, I mean like take like just look at the conversation we had like what was that before we left with Dennis and and Josh about Amazon? Yeah. We're like the city of Chicago is like willing to bend over backwards. But then, you know, when it comes to school funding, it's right. like, "Well, sorry, we just don't have it." Yeah. Yeah. So, um if you I wanna- would be interested to see the difference between the shitty conditions in Chicago public schools now and after all of those tax cuts for Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just to see the difference. I mean, I think it's a morbid curiosity. Oh, it's for sure. It's a morbid curiosity. But I get where you're coming from. But, like, I don't know. I mean, it, but the thing that's, I guess the reason why it, like, the f- saying it's interesting is that it'd be almost like, would is anybody going to do anything about it? I think that's the thing that's hard for me is, like, seeing so many politicians that have the capability of, of, of doing something about it, not doing anything about it. Well, and I think that if you were to ask people in support of this, like, what are we going to do about it? The answer they're going to give is vouchers. Right. It's like, oh, well, you know, if we don't have enough money to fund these schools, then let's, you know, put a Band-Aid on it and just get kids, get some of the kids out of there. And into private schools. And, and it's then, like, that's... And then we can ignore yeah. the kids. We can just kind of, like, turn a blind eye to the kids who are still in this crumbling infrastructure. Which, it's it's almost not even a Band-Aid, because it makes the problem worse, because it takes funding away from Chicago Public Schools through the voucher program. Yeah. What it is, is it's a cosmetic move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, we shared that fix. link... Uh, on the Facebook page, the Scopy Facebook page, if you want to check that out, please do. Um, the other article I know I really want to talk about is um, it's a New City Stage article, which if you are not familiar with New City, um, it is an arts magazine in Chicago with a very solid, very strong um, theater uh, bent. What are you um, doing? I don't know, I'm just bumping stuff. Um, and our... Uh, one of our we've had him on uh his band on beauty school actually to uh but oh, kevin yeah. green wrote it right yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> I forgot about wrote that. this article and i shared it on the scopy page about 2007 time ta- 2007 time <laughs> <laughs> being a galvanizing year for theater activism uh and they did i don't know if they did like uh like a sit down uh interview with all these folks but what they did was they had these three organizations, the Chicago Inclusion Project, the uh, Not In Our House, and the Chicago Theater Accountability Coalition uh, kind of talk about the uh, the idea of theater communities building these uh, accountability and political statement uh, you know, coalitions and collectives. And I, I, think it's, I think it's great. And it's something that... Um, um, so, it has been a day and a half. 
Oh, we're like broadcasting that. That it's oh, gonna take yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my plan. That was my plan. Because I, it's. I think that we're not going to be able to, <laughs> like, not do that. So f- I need to apologize that I just interrupted myself mid thought. But that thought wasn't going anywhere. We were pretty tired at that point. I think it was like eleven thirty or something like that. I don't know. And we just were like, yeah, just cut as, the brakes, cut just, the brakes. Just as soon as Daniel started making the point that we ended up deleting, you can hear me like yawning in the background. Yeah, it's like aggressively. My, it's not my best look. No, yeah, I mean, I'm, and in the in the sense that like it was just a long day. Um, but so, so this it's, is this is the episode with lots of cuts. Yes, lots of hard cuts. I think it's fun though. I think no you know, segues, like, hard cuts. Well, um, Maureen was getting ready, uh, and I was working on some stuff. I was listening to the first twenty minutes, and I was like, it's not a bad episode so far. Just like right there, when we as we were talking about that new city article, I just started blanking out, and I think you you just lost momentum. Yeah, I think. So anyway, but um, up until that point, I think I made a really great point that the article's super interesting. <laughs> I, I think it's a super interesting article, and I think you should yeah. go check it out and read it. Well, you know, especially considering the fact that it it's mainly talking about building a coalition. Right. And, and you know... And yeah, that's, and I think that's kind of what I was trying to get at, was that um, we're very interested in doing that. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that it's... I think that it's something that's happening more and more, not just in theater, but in in opera, too, and in musical theater. And, you know, it's it's something that, in, in all art forms, you know, yeah. individual organizations are, are, are identifying that, you know, operating separately and, like, in a vacuum is not beneficial to the art form. Absolutely. And I think that that, like, really has to do with... Um like you can't be just an individual and i mean you can't like individualism is super important but at a certain point like you have to put the ego aside right and i think that you know kind of to play devil's advocate you know homogenizing you know people's thoughts into one kind of like statement from the art form like the people of opera are here to say that we think that this is this is yeah. is stupid and doesn't represent people's individual experiences but in terms of organization and in terms of support and in terms of you know making sure that folks are represented and heard i think that coming together and figuring this stuff out together especially now mm-hmm. is super important so i i really commend um well especially because of the nature of that article i yeah. mean like the whole point was is about like what addressing serious social like yeah. uh scene wide issues you know yeah no and i so i like really commend new city and kevin green for did 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 new city like set up that roundtable discussion you know i'm not sure uh and the article just says that um he spoke with them so i don't know if that oh, was okay. like a matter of he spoke with them as a group or if he spoke with them individually cool Cool. Cool. Well, uh, it's been a day and a half, and so it's now Monday. So it's like our work day, which is, you know, can I say something? Like, I, I'm really glad to have that mindset going into my in my life, like, at all. Because for so long, I was, like, just living on freelance gig economy, and I did not get to have the Monday through Friday outlook. And, like, it's a great it's a great system in, a, in, a, in some ways. In some ways. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't super like the Monday through Friday, nine to five grind. Um, cause I, it, it's like in a rigid environment. I mean, like I've never, I never really liked, you know, having to be at a place every single yeah. day. I don't like that. I like having a weekday off. That's interesting. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I guess I'm just saying like scheduling. Yeah, that's interesting. At least a day where you know productive things happen. Like, basically the concept of Mondays. I'm basically, like, being like, you know what? I actually don't mind Mondays. Yeah. No, I I think that... Well, I think a part of it is that you don't have to leave the house. Yeah. And that's not me, That's not me. like, No, no, no. That's the time that I've set aside for... I'm not trying to zing (laughs) you. No, no, no. That's the time that that I've, like, set aside for that, so that makes sense. Well, and also, so for those who don't know, we've been doing Sunday dinner at our apartment. Oh. But we stopped... We're taking January off. And I, for one, feel really invigorated, having not consumed an enormous meal, like, immediately before bed. I feel really, I feel good today. Yeah. Having not done that. No, I, uh, you know, when we decided to take the month of January off of doing that, because it's something we've done for so long, I was like, that will be an interesting experience, because I, uh, you know, we've done it now four or five months straight, every Sunday or something like that. No, We've no. done it for like a year and a half straight. Every Sunday? Yeah. We've taken, like, maybe two Sundays off. Yeah, it's been intense. It's been intense. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's been really fun. It's been a really, you know, speaking of building community. Like, Why do you think we don't talk? Oh, I know why we don't talk about it too much. <laughs> we don't really talk about it that much on the show is what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to, like, invite everybody. <laughs> We can't have. That's the real. That's the thing is we can't have like hundreds of people at our apartment. But people don't know where we live, so it's not like it's not like Joe Schmo. We've never said. Find out. They've never. We've never said our address. I guess that's. But I guess that's why I'm like because I there is a hesitation for me to bring it up, and I was just trying for some reason I was like I'm on air admitting that there's been a hesitation for me to bring up the fact that we've done Sunday dinner for a year and a half every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm really excited for, I'm really, really excited to, are you okay? Yeah, no. I just, are you going to be okay? Yeah, no, I'm fine. Just humility is an interesting thing. Yeah. Is that I'm, humility? Is it humility if you point out that it's humility? No. It is not. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> um, back to what I was saying. In terms of community building, it's been incredible because, um, Two years in a row, we've done Friendsgiving mm-hmm. um, with the Sunday dinner crew, um, and it was really nice to just go around the table and like say what we're thankful for, and you know, it, a lot of it, a lot of it was saying like was a lot of people were expressing thankfulness to have that constant Space. and have the community, and so I mean that's really cool. And I, I certainly, you know, I, I missed that last night, although we had one of the ride or die Sunday dinner folks over and we watched a Harry Potter movie and just like heckled it the entire time. Because mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, do they fuck up Hermione in those movies. It was weird seeing it now. Yeah. 
that was weird. That that was like oh wow. It was wow. upsetting. Yeah. Because so, so okay, so we watched Goblet of Fire, yeah. and Goblet of Fire is my favorite Harry Potter book. Which, die mad about it, everybody. Yeah. Um, but I love Goblet of Fire. It is so because it's it's pre it's pre angsty Harry. Yeah. But it's when it's when you know the action starts to kick. How up. have we not talked about Harry Potter on the show? Oh, I love Harry Potter. Yeah, uh, I think I think Prisoner of Azkaban is my personal favorite, and I really loved Order of the Phoenix. And I know a lot of people did not like it. That was five? That was five, yeah. I hate Order of the Phoenix. I just liked seeing the backstory of the Phoenix, of the Order of the Phoenix. That was was super cool to me. That is cool. And it, like, super resonated with my, like, you know, (laughs) anarchy, rebellion tendencies of, like, that of of A secret organization, a secret location that you have to, like, know where it is in order to get there. And I don't think the movie did, I don't don't remember the the Order of the Phoenix movie, but I don't think the movie captured that the same way, because it had to be, Let's watch it tonight. Yeah, we probably should. We, I guess we have to. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we have to. That um, and I, we've been watching since the Dana Kaufman interview, which if you haven't heard the game, Dana oh Kaufman interview. Also, 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 if you haven't heard the Kujo Da interview, that is my fault. We apparently did the not Southside put... The Southside Mural Project. The Southside Mural Project. We did not put that episode up before we left for Christmas. And I just realized that today, January 8th, yeah, not our best look. <laughs> we're burnt out. <laughs> we're we were we were burnt out at the end of that. Yeah, that's what I meant. I th- we're, I think we're more refreshed now. We're but like, absolutely more refreshed. Oh man, that twenty second, twenty third. I just was like, I just was like, kind of coming apart at the seams. That interview specifically too. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that was man. the twenty first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. the day that right. my brother and um, sister in law came into town. Mm-hmm. That was the twenty first. Yeah. Yeah. What a world we've lived since then. Nothing. Oh, I mean, like that's not true at all. There have been total political developments, but it's 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 been. It feels less. Trump Tower caught on fire today. (laughs) Today, I saw that. (laughs) I definitely saw that. Ah, it was an electrical fire, though. Yeah, that's a shame. It was in a cooling. That's a shame. Jesus Christ. Uh, Uh. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, fires aren't great. So apparently someone got really hurt. Yeah. It's really hard. This is something we were talking about with Dennis. I don't know why I keep referencing De- Dennis and Josh this episode, but here we are. When we were talking so it about... It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But <laughs> just, so like, the fun. idea of even, uh, like, and I think that, that this is a bad comparison to make, because, like, I think that their experience is much different, but the idea of being like, oh, I, I hope Trump Tower burns down... It's like not really the greatest thing to say, but also like. Yeah. <sighs> uh, the only thing about Trump Tower burning down is that I'm sure it's insured up the waz. Yeah, it, it would honestly probably pan out for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. What a what a system we've built, huh? Yeah. Do you want to talk about Taco Bell? I do want to talk about Taco Bell. Wait a minute, before we talk about Taco Bell, was it with you? I want to briefly get back to Harry Potter for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, Was it with you when we first started dating that we were talking about, like, the um, kind of the homogeny of Harry Potter and how, like, book four is the midpoint and, like, similar themes echo 
Yes. Like, either side of book four. Mm-hmm. That is actually my theory. Yeah? yeah. No, you're completely right. Yeah. It's, that's why you like three and five. Right, because they're very similar. And so is, weirdly so is uh, two and six. Yeah. Because both deal with the Horcruxes, but they deal with them in a different way. And, like, there are other kind of, like, thematic things. I'm trying to... Like, the book, the the Moaning Myrtle... Not the Moaning Myrtle book. The, um... Mar- which, by the way, spoilers for Harry Potter folks, there are books in these movies. No, um... No! <laughs> the Voldemort Diary mm-hmm. and the, um... The Snape book. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, like, super thought this out. I remember now that you say that. Because, like, three and five, dev- held, uh, that was when Sirius entered and left yeah. Harry's life. Um, even one and seven, obviously, for, like, much more obvious, like, they're well, bookends to each other, so it's easier for them to kind of call back and forth between each other. Well, just the fact that it's when Harry enters the Dursleys' lives and exits the Dursleys' lives. Yes. Is pretty interesting. For sure. <clears throat> For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, that's... I do believe that. Because Goblet of Fire was, like, where it all changed, you know? Yeah, that was there the was turning just, point. That's why I like it so much. Because it was the turning point. It was the catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. See, I really like those before and after... That is very interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. I love Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. It's a great, it's a great book series. Not, Not very good movies. Well, and we were talking about J.K. Rowling after we watched it, too, The Goblet of Fire, being like, do, do, I, do I like her, uh, do I like Harry Potter? Yes. Do I go to J.K. Rowling for my nuanced political intersectional feminist critique? No. 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 Fuck no. Oh my god, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Stay no. stay in your lane. No, no, yeah. no. no. <laughs> Talk about boy wizards, JK. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Stick to boy wizards. Yeah. <laughs> god. She's pretty anti-Trump, though, but I mean, like, kind of who isn't, you know? Well, that's what we, exactly what we were talking about on the show earlier, on the, in the, like, a couple days ago, which is, like... And kind of the point that I was that I the way I originally made the point get, having getting a chance to listen back to something immediately and then immediately comment on it is a very interesting thing. Having like the two days of break in between, because like I, the the point <laughs> I, I was really trying to make I is that if there's like a really marked difference in energy between that first recording. And oh the yeah, is there? I I can tell already. <laughs> um, I don't. It's not hard to bash Trump. You know? No. It's not hard. And that's not something... We don't need to... That's not something that we should, like, be, like... It's a waste of energy. Boy. Yeah, I don't need to add a boy bashing Trump right no, now. No, because... And I, I'm pro it, but I'm not saying that, like... Like, it's, it's, like, I'm there for it on, like, a humor level. Yeah, but, like... But, like, being like, oh, let's prop this up. Because... Like, no. <laughs> no, let's prop up, you know supporting organizations that have Solutions. come under fire mm-hmm. let's you know let's <sighs> yeah um because like yes trump's a moron but like everybody knows that everybody knows that recently um there was a discussion in parliament about like the united kingdom parliament about blocking donald trump from a state visit mm. like the UK knows that Donald Trump's an idiot, and yeah. they're head up by Theresa May. Yeah. So, I don't really think that it, it deserves much energy. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I want to bring up uh, is I did not watch the Golden Globes, so I didn't see the Oprah speech. Did you end up watching the Oprah speech? 
I have not watched the Oprah speech. Everybody's talking about a presidential thing for her, though. Why is that? <laughs> did she? She didn't announce that she's running for president, did she? No, she. I think that it has to do with that Times Up initiative. Yeah. I mean, we could probably pause, watch the thing, and then come back and talk about it. We can talk about it another day. I don't really want to. I'm not even gonna like really comment on it, but it just felt there, poignant to what we were saying. There are there are women in Hollywood who are starting this Times Up initiative. Um, to end, um, like, sexual harassment and rape culture mm-hmm. in um, Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that by virtue of the fact that they're hoping to end it in Hollywood, that they're suggesting that it should trickle down into other industries. But um, but I think that she spoke to that. Yeah. Um, but what bothers me about this whole thing and actually andre vasquez spoke to this is that like yeah her statement was really important um but we don't really know anything about i think i i'm actually going to quote andre vasquez not quote but paraphrase he said uh that he knows more about dave dave chappelle's political stance than he does about oprah's yeah (laughs) and so maybe people should sit down (laughs) like we don't know anything like, people are espousing Oprah 2020, but, like, yeah, she's liberal, but what does that even mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, she doesn't like Trump, but... Exactly. <laughs> but neither does John and, yeah, McCain. Yeah, that's exactly how I'm feeling. And I... You know, if if Oprah uh, came out with her manifesto next... And I say manifesto because that's what use, they use in Britain. Not that Oprah's British. You know what I'm saying. Like, if she... That's, that's like, the a really, like, politically... Oh, a really good way to be like, this is what I believe in, is to write up a 15-page manifesto and be like, this is what the this is what my campaign is running on. Which is something that I think we really need to see more of in American politics. If she announces her platform. Exactly. Right, 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 right. I like when it's... I like when you get to read a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Did you have a thought? If she were to publish her manifesto, then... Then I think we should have this conversation. Yeah. But if it's... But, like, if... There is so much nuance to what like the global pol- like the uh, national and global political f- world is right now that like why can't we have somebody why can't we lift up somebody who has a, a background in public policy yeah I don't understand why we're like yeah the rock should run yeah Oprah should run. Why can't we find someone with a background in government? Like, do you remember how salty people were about Barack Obama when he was first running because he had only been a state senator for two terms? People were like, that's not enough experience. It's not enough experience. And that was, like, a major thing against him. Mm -hmm. In fucking 2007, people were like, he's only been a senator for two terms. And I think he was only a state senator. Mm-hmm. And now it's like Oprah because she was on TV. It's like no. Can we get somebody with experience? Hire, woo, hire more female policymakers. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad. <sighs> Oprah should definitely have a place in political discourse, but she should not have a place. In policy making. I agree. It's a hard line I'm drawing. I completely agree. 
Uh, and I, yeah, that's I think that is a thing that I don't know. It's really hard though because why why are people talking about it like it's a thing? What is with normalizing this? Why are we I mean, normal? It's, it's, why it's, it's been a day. It's only yeah. been a day. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't even fucking watched the speech. I mean, so, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it's I'm I'm sure it's like uplifting. I'm sure it's like, oh my god, Oscar, you're the best. You're the best cat. Oh my god, Oscar, you're the best cat. Oscar just trailed his toy, and he does this. We have like a, a stick with a with a rope on it that he plays with. Um, and a feather on the end yeah. of the bell. And you just brought it in here being like, can you play with me now? Hi, yeah, baby. well, we should wrap up. Um, oh, the other thing we should talk about for five minutes is um, we. I just put out a new editorial, which was cool. I did not realize I was going to be putting out a new editorial. But I did. It is about Taco Bell's vegan options, which is a uh, personal <laughs> just... Which, stay with me. <laughs> It's a big deal to Maureen and I. Um, we are very, and have been, in fact, it is like a founding block of our relationship. It's like... <laughs> it's vegan options at, at Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. It is like the most Maureen and Daniel thing ever. In fact, there was a period of time where we put a bunch of um, Taco Bell uh, experience reviews together. Like, bef- this was probably a- before we started dating, even. Uh... This was before we started dating. It's like we on revered, a note on your phone still. We, revered, we reviewed two Taco Bells before we started dating and one after. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we had like a grading scale. There was like five spots. There were five criteria or yeah. something like that. And it was... I don't remember. You'd have to pull up your phone. No, I might remember this. You talk about your editorial and I'll try to remember it. Well, so anyway, so the editorial... Um, is some in the Chicago Vegans Facebook group. There's been <laughs> one of them. One of them was sauces. If they gave us sauces, because yeah. one of the things that we because we tried to be scientific about it. And so if people, whenever people would ask us which sauces do you want, we would just say, just give us all the sauce. That was that was the control. That was the control. That was the like we're gonna tell them. Give, give us, us all, all the sauces, sauces. And, <laughs> and, and and depending on how many sauces they gave us we scored it based on that so like if they gave us like if they were like Mer, and only gave us like a little handful of sauces we'd be like downgrade but if, uh, <laughs> if they like if we opened the bag and we were like oh my god that's like all the sauce <laughs> then we were like they did really well on that <laughs> <laughs> that was one that was just one of them um one of them was customer service and i remember the one in greenfield wisconsin was like stellar yeah <laughs> it was, and it was like a random taco bell he, they like gave us a free drink and stuff like that and oh my we were like raving over how amazing it was well that's the thing that's amazing is that like <laughs> some taco bells are like very generous for oh, some yeah. reason. Like, I don't know what it is. Some franchises, they're just like, yeah, fuck it. Give them soda. Like, Yeah, right? <laughs> well, I think that in, um, I think that in corporate-run restaurants, there's, like, room for that. Yeah. Like, there's, they, like, counter, they, like, take into account the fact that some shit's gonna be given out for free. Like, I, re- I remember that with, um, I remember that at Fairgrounds that I worked at. Yeah. Um, that there was a that there was a button that there was a comp that was just called wow yeah that if we 
decided to just we we could just like comp someone's food if we wanted to and we would just comp it as wow wow yeah that's awesome it was awesome but it's because there was they took that into account it was like part of their part of their planning was the fact that like we want to take into account that like you know we want to encourage really good customer service so we want to give people the option of of doing something really nice for a customer yeah cool yeah wow that's int- that's something you, one of those things you learn. Anyway, so um, that's that. We'll we'll publish that somehow or something. That'd be really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Taco Bell reviews. Yeah. Um, speaking basically, what I'm doing right now is Taco Bell. If you want to sponsor us, going to every one of your Taco Bell locations. Oh God. We would get so fat. At least in Chicago, we would do it. Oh God, Oscar, buddy. Well, over the course of years, you know. It wouldn't be like every Taco Bell episode, every Taco Bell ever in a week. It would be like, all right, from now until 2020, the countdown to 2020. Taco Bell, if you're listening, what a what a treat we could be together. Dun, 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 dun. We have like a five rating scale of weird stuff, like how many sauces they give us, and mm-hmm. it's fucking weird. Wasn't it also beverages? Yep, Wasn't just beverages. beverages. There was no. Was there was no. There was no, like, uh, criteria. It was just how well it happened. Because there were a couple, two experiences, and there were a couple... Once, once you, you had you the food, got, you always knew. Because you always got pink lemonade. And if and one of the places that we went... I liked getting a half and half. That's my favorite thing to get. Lemonade no. and iced tea. No, 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 no. That was not what you got. You would always get pink lemonade. And some places did not have pink lemonade. I always got half and half. Most places didn't have pink lemonade. That's the problem. So I'd have to. But then you don't want. Then you don't want just iced tea. I don't want just iced tea. So like I like that's why. Are you gonna? Are we about to get in a fight about this? No, I'm just. I'm just saying that this is. I know exactly the way that I think about this, which is that it's iced. If they have half and half, if they have iced tea and and pink lemonade, that is a five star Daniel review. For no one else but me, because that's what I want to drink when I'm eating Taco Bell. That is my favorite thing to drink when eating Taco Bell. And so that's why I picked that. That's why I, like, know that. Um, yeah, that is the thing to drink at Taco Bell. For Daniel. It's, like, reminiscent. I like, for Maureen, it's water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My rating scale is, do they have water? If they do, five stars nice yeah. so anyway yes uh check out that article what it actually is about the ed- the editorial is actually about is um there was a conversation in the chicago vegans group that has been gone on for over a couple posts about uh the vegan options to talk about because they're fantastic as far as a fast food op- uh, option is, is concerned they are fantastic i talk about it in the in the editorial um and there are a lot of folks that critique it for being toxic or dirty or or uh fattening and it's like the vegan options at taco bell when you get it fresco it's just beans like they're they're not like it's just like not cooked in animal fat the the refried beans it's just beans it's just beans so like they're just good well cooked beans i mean and it's it's salty like there's a lot of there's a lot of salt in it but i mean 
But the that's different than being like, oh, it's it's that's what people call it. We're calling it on the Chicago Vegans page like toxic hell instead of Taco Bell. And it's like, dude, you're being so fucking classist right now, and you don't even realize it. And that's something that that I was talking about in the article uh, is that like we don't realize that like especially this is a true thing in classical singing. It's a true thing in. Um, in the vegan community, it's a true thing in a lot of communities, and that we don't realize that the like some things like people can't access because they can't afford it. You know, like we, like I talk about this in the article, like the idea of restaurants going ca- uh, cashless. Like on, on paper, if you've always had a bank account, like you get why that sounds interesting. But like if a restaurant goes cash like cashless, that's a death knell to any homeless person ever being able to potentially buy their meal. At there. the at the cafe I work at, there's a guy who comes in a couple times a week who just, like, pays in change, and he gets a cup of coffee and, like, a biscotti or something, and, like, if we went cashless, that guy wouldn't be able to come in. He wouldn't be able to come in and yeah. warm up. Right. It's exact. what it is is it's exclusionary, and that and, you know, um, PETA has some of the most fat-shaming bullshit ever fucking ever and so I, I like I get really really uh, my rough feathers get really ruffled anytime uh, vegans talk about like this is how you get skinny or this is gonna present disease prevent disease because it's like your science is inaccurate and like you uh, you on top of that like are just basing your uh, critique on like a societal uh gradation of what is beautiful and that's fucking stupid and like i'm just not there for that it's not the kind of veganism that i subscribe to and and in fact like i actively do not support that veganism the type the type of veganism that we support is the community garden veganism it's the getting non it's it's getting vegan options into like chain restaurants so that folks in Rural you know, up, areas. Upstate that- Wisconsin can have access to, you know, plant based food. Like the fact that the Beyond Burger is going into TGI Fridays. I mean, is TGI Fridays a bastion of of workers of like workers' rights? Certainly not. But the fact is that a lot of like a, TGI Fridays is like the place, like the nice place that people go in some. Parts of because the that's what their options because are. Because that's what the options are. That's really, are. I completely agree. And I think that that's something that I, uh, you know, I think that a lot of, like, left folks understand better than some, like, liberals even. Which is that, um, like, sometimes, like, really, like, folks that are really highly educated, folks that live in cities, like both subsets of people that I definitely subscribe to um, don't realize that it's it's not as simple as just being like I'm not going to support a company that I don't philosophically agree with. Like, or like the, the type of vegan that won't go into, that won't support a business that isn't also entirely vegan. Mm-hmm. That's all great, but it smacks intensely of privilege. Absolutely. And I think that, um, like, we all can believe that maybe one day we could live in a, like, highly, like, heavily weighed to plant-based, like, environmentally friendly, like, 
co-op socialist like luxury uh, utopia like that if that's your your goal in your veganism like we can probably agree on that but like like it's in the meantime we're living in a capitalist society where like the way that we get our food the way we get our basic necessities is not in our control and and the way that like the things that we're able to eat and how we get it's just it's just we don't have a like we don't have a say in a way that i mean short of your money being your vote there is no way to like change how factory farming the factory farming industry is set up these things are all private industries like the way that public health or uh, the way that health care is getting set up as it gets more and more privatized like there is no, there is like nothing that we can do when uh like the federal government is being stripped of its ability to regulate those industries so basically basically my view in this whole thing is that i think that both i think that both types of vegan option need to be lifted up mm-hmm. i think that vegan owned vegan run entirely vegan businesses need to be propped up yes because they are you know yeah if you can afford to support those businesses no, you should definitely right they're they're they are being ethical mm-hmm. in their business practices in how they run their business um however we need to encourage non-vegan establishments to offer vegan options Mm -hmm. for instance the fact that aldi just expanded their um vegan options intensely and the fact that in australia and in europe businesses like domino's and pizza hut and mcdonald's are offering vegan options now i Mm -hmm. mean not in america for some reason but like in europe you can get vegan cheese on a pizza hut pizza you can get you can get follow your heart mozzarella Absolutely. on a Domino's pizza in Australia, mm-hmm. and they have three specific. They've like catered three specific pizzas like to be vegan. Yeah, there's like a there's like a avocado pizza. Mm-hmm. There's like a like a spicy one, and like it's they're they're listening to consumers' demands and they're delivering and. Mm-hmm. I embracing the vegan binary of cashless organic or barbar or savagery is like so wrong the bringing thinking that like it's like anything outside of like my uh you know very liberally packaged like pretty fonts and like six dollars for a box of of crackers uh organic whatever the fuck you got at whole foods or anything less lower than that is like like trash that is just the wrong way to think about it like yeah you should definitely treat yourself on on the thing that you want to get that's probably too too expensive or, because or whatever. there because there is a place for that yes. there is a place where you know there is a place and if and honestly if you're able to afford it and if you prioritize your finances that you only do that yeah then that is amazing for you right that is amazing for you yeah but if you that, turn around and are like fuck you anyone else exactly people you know people who practice veganism should not be met with shame on how they practice it yes because the fact is they're doing the thing they're doing the thing and 
anyone who's doing the thing, whatever thing that is, shouldn't be critiqued on how they're doing it. I agree. I totally agree. So anyway, check that out. It's on the site. Uh, we have a few minutes left. Uh, do you have anything upcoming? <laughs> do I have anything upcoming? Uh, come, please, please come visit me at my cafe. It's called First, oh, First Sip Cafe. First Sip Cafe. That's a good plug. Check out First Sip Cafe. Yeah, come visit me. Come hang out with me. Um, I'm there Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, and then Fridays and Saturdays. So yeah. come hang out with me. Yeah, definitely check out First Sip. They're really cool. Um, <laughs> They're locally run, owned by two sisters. They're like striking out of their own. They took a really big risk opening this mm-hmm. store, and I, I really want to see it pan out for them. Yeah. Yeah, so go share uh, something from Scopy today. That's my plug. <laughs> anything. Fucking anything. Uh, just just share stuff. Yeah. Oh, um, and um, uh, join Sounding Board. Join the, Sounding Board. Facebook yeah, group. Facebook group. Cool. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Daniel Johansson. I continue to be Maureen Smith. If you want to keep up with what we are up to, there are so many ways that you can do that. You can head to scopymag.com that's our website we post all of our articles there including that editorial we just mentioned um otherwise you can keep up with us on social media on facebook that is scopy magazine on instagram twitter tumblr google play radio public itunes podcasts that is scopy mag we spell that s-c-a-p-i-m-a-g i'm also going to take this time to plug our new podcast cantata which is a uh opera rpg written by our dear friend tyler lee spelled c-a-n-t-a-r-a so check that out Anywhere should be. It's on iTunes for sure. We couldn't figure out how to get it on a Google Play. I forgot how I figured out how to do that for Scopy Mag. If anyone knows, write into the show. But um, please, 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 because this is the first two weeks that Cantara has its own feed. Please, 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 please. First of all, subscribe. Yeah. Second of all, please leave a rating yep. and a review. That is super helpful to us. It would mean the world yes. to us. If you screenshot it and send it to us, we'll give you a sticker or we'll do something. We'll like, if you screenshot it and like text it to us, then we'll send you a funny voice memo. We'll cool. send you a cat video or yeah, something. For sure. Like, please, please, please do that. It means literally everything because if we can get a lot of traction on it in the first two weeks, then it can be on like the hot new podcast list and that's mm-hmm. going to get us a bunch of a bunch of interest so please do that for us yeah. thank you thank you thank you yes cool uh thank you uh uh no it's your turn oh and as always i'm here to emphasize the importance of donations we run on a shoestring budget everything that we've been able to do up to this point has been through your generosity so first of all thank you so much second of all we could use a little bit more help if you're in a position to give you can head to our website scopymag.com and go to our donate section there are a couple ways that you can give first of all you can do a one-time donation if you choose to do that you will have our eternal gratitude and otherwise for as little as five dollars a month you can support our mission of uplifting local arts and independent media if you're interested in giving on a higher level or advertising opportunities please feel free to reach out to us scopymag at gmail.com so give a little give a lot and if you can't give then listen participate and share 
Cool. Thanks again so much for listening. Go out and make something. Yep.